happy July 4th, everyone out there. Thank you so much for subscribing to Go Long at golongtd.com and Substack. Greatly appreciate everybody joining the community. Have a lot of season preview stories coming in August. Cannot wait to share everything that I've been working on uh, traveling the country for different stories. In the meantime, the podcast trudges along through the doldrums of July. This is this is that time of year, Jim, right? When if you're running a team like you were, you're probably a little concerned about players. Like you're you're they're out of your control for a month and anything can happen and anything probably has happened that you've seen, you know, maybe some female only parties. Wasn't a weird orgy thing. LaShawn McCoy warned us. It wasn't that, but uh no, good. Good to see you, man. What's what's happening? How is that the How is that the memory you have? The, the... I know that that was my fantasy football name in a league that year. It was a weird orgy thing after Lashawn's press conference. That was. I mean, that was like the the twenty seventh craziest thing that happened in twenty fifteen. I know we always come back to year one of Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills, but the not. So he he had a party, right? And you had to sign an NDA to go, and it was females only, and it just kind of blew up before training camp began. I thought it sounded like a responsible way to have a party. I don't know. Right. Um, if anybody's being honest in the back of their mind, they're probably thinking, damn, that sounds like a pretty good time. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Those guys, it's almost like they can't do anything right. You know, sometimes yeah. they, they try to do everything they can to do it the right way, whatever it is. But, you know, it's funny, we're talking about Shady, Jer- uh, Macklin just came out the other day, um, the receiver from the Eagles from those years, and was yeah. talking about good. How- yeah, and it just makes me laugh because we always talk about that trade, how it was so easy, how they basically was, here's here's Shady McCoy if you want him. I, I can't stress to people enough that that just does not happen in the NFL like that. So Chip Kelly was on a mission. Macklin, Macklin, Macklin had something to that. When you sit there and think about Shady, Macklin, Mike Vick, and who am I? And and uh, I'm forgetting one more star. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, he came out and talked. No, about that's this. yeah, yeah. Or that's who said it. I'm sorry. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. John said it, not Mac. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got that messed up. Right. Um. It, 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 it kind of comes full circle, too, because when you make that trade for LaShawn McCoy and you know that he's a different personality and there's some stuff off the field that obviously he got into that I think everybody wishes he didn't get into. But when it comes to the non-disclosure agreements and Chip can't shake shit, you know, before the Eagles game and kissing the low, like you bring on a star, you're going to have to deal with some baggage some nonsense. And that's kind of what the bills are dealing now with Stefan Diggs and sign me up for that. You, you have to, if you're not willing to bring on a um, potentially, I don't know, combustible personality. You're, you're, you're probably not trying to win. Honestly, you, you, you have to. So yeah, that was fun. Anyways. Uh, so happy July 4th to everybody out there. Tuesday holiday, which means folks are probably stretching it out over four days, which is always a, a fun thing. You know, some fireworks, be safe, everyone, some drinks, be safe, everyone. But it was funny, Jim. I was down at uh, my folks today 
down in the great southern tier, hanging out, eating too many burgers, dogs, all that good stuff. And we just flipped on the TV. And this time of year is when NFL Network's uh, having that America's Game marathon, which is always pretty cool because you think about, I mean, not just NFL Network, but ESPN, ESPN2, Fox Sports. Most sports networks are filled with daytime fluff and talking heads and rankings and Mount Rushmore's and just uh, some of it's good. There are some good analysts out there. I don't want to just cast a wide net, but a lot of it is just kind of all right enough already. So this marathon is always cool because it starts, you know, what 1966 with the Super Bowl one. And it's a, a true documentary on every Super Bowl winner through time. And I noticed this last year, and I tweeted it out. I think Pro Football Talk picked it up, and I noticed it again this year. NFL Network, you know, the league's network, um, just happens to skip right on past the 1995 Cowboys and 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is kind of strange. And I remember noticing it last year because the year before, I was working on that Dallas Cowboys series and Jerry's World and how it's crazier than anybody even thinks. And I watched that 95 documentary and usually it's like players and coaches narrating it, you know, two or three guys. I think the Packers in 2010, it was like Mike McCarthy, Charles Woodson, Aaron Rodgers. The Cowboys won so many rings. I guess by the third one, they just asked the head of PR to narrate it, um, which is Rich Dalrymple. And if that name rings a bell, it should, because last year, and you know, we have a column on it. I'd go along. I think, when did I write this? Yeah. Don't don't forget about the voyeurism scandal in Jerry's world. So for those who don't know, Don Van Nata at ESPN wrote and broke the story that the Cowboys paid a confidential confidential settlement of 2.4 million to four members of their cheerleading squad who accused Richard Dalrymple, the team's senior VP for public relations and communications, which honestly, Jim, he's Jerry's fixer. Like he's bigger than just that title. Uh, he's been with Jerry Jones for a long, long time. Um, a voyeurism in 2015, one cheerleader, one cheerleader indicated that she clearly saw him stand behind a partial wall in their locker room with his iPhone quote extended toward them while they changed their clothes. Dalrymple was able to get into their locker room with a security <laughs> key card. Not only that, he was also accused by a lifelong fan of snapping upskirt photos of Charlotte Jones Anderson, of course, the daughter of Jerry Jones. So Oh, and that fan signed an affidavit that he saw this while watching a live stream of the team's draft war room on the team website. So, yeah, you know, did we'll, we'll just scrub history as the NFL. Just, we just won't show this documentary. And then, obviously, John Gruden with the emails that were less than savory. Pretty, pretty bad stuff there. Uh, it just seems kind of, ugh kind of gross right let, let, let's just pretend this stuff didn't happen and we just won't air it <clears throat> and everything else that went into that championship run for that team and this team we'll just you know scrub it from history i mean this is the league's network just refusing to run the documentary because of those two guys uh, i don't know what, do, what, what are your thoughts on that i guess i'm not surprised but it's just kind of a good reminder that you know when you consume media content from a big network it involves a big corporation and there's a lot of other stuff at play and that's why i value our independence at go long you know no, nobody owns us 
you know, into the pander to anybody. Nothing's transactional. Nothing has these other implications. I promise you anything I write, anything we say on the podcast, we, we mean it and it's our own thoughts. And there is such a value to that that just doesn't exist at most places, in my opinion. So was Ballingate with the Saints? Was that okay? It's a good point. I think I did see that on there. I think I think that's in the clear. Yeah. Because it's about, I suppose, who's narrating it and how much baggage that face on the TV with that voice brings. It's, more, it's the association with the, the, the person, not the I, – I, yeah. I guess. You know, I remember after I pointed this out, somebody tweeted at me that, well, Darrymple was – part of a Tony Romo documentary shortly after. So, so, so who knows, but it's so painfully obvious just flip ahead on your guide and it's, you know, one team to the next it's right in order. And then no 95 Cowboys, no O2 bucks. Yeah. I don't. It just kind of makes you power. shake your head and it's just a good they, reminder. They pick and choose. They pick and choose. What goes into that decision you know, everybody in a, inside a board meeting thinking, overthinking. I, I think you just have to own it. Like, are you, you going to vet every single person who has ever narrated a documentary and decide arbitrarily, okay, this will air, this won't air? I mean, I'm obviously not defending those two individuals. I'm no, kind of more so the ripping point. the network right. for running and hiding and, and, and acting like nobody will notice. And I say this, I mean, I've got friends that work at NFL Network. There's a lot of great people there that do a great job. I, I watch it a lot. I enjoy this marathon. But, I mean, come on. Come on. Get out of here with that. I mean, wasn't most of the things that happened, be, you know, can't you say that it happened before, you know, whatever else was known about that person later? Right. It's unsaid. It's unsaid. At yeah. the time. It, you know, I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm it's waiting. kind of like how we're going back in time as a society and digging up dirt on anybody that you possibly can from like the 70s and the 80s, right? When Jimmy Kimmel was pretending to be Carmelone with blackface. Like you look at it now, obviously nobody would think about doing something like that. But given the time in which it happened, there was a different reaction. Like nobody probably batted an eye when that happened. No. Um, so, yeah. Time and place. And uh, I, the, 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 the attempt at scrubbing history is, it's just That's, silly. It's a little by silly. the NFL in this case. Agreed. Anyways, I don't know. I, I didn't really have anywhere to go with that. I, I guess we kind of have a pretty good segue here because we want to talk about gambling and hypocrisy in the NFL. So what, it is it is a pretty good segue because they suspended some more players, a lot of players that most fans have probably never heard of. Um, you know, if you missed it, uh, it's understandable because it was a typical NFL news dump right right ahead of July Fourth weekend. Let's just get this bad news out there, and everybody can drink their IPAs and forget about it. Uh, so, uh, Indianapolis Colts cornerback Isaiah Rogers, defensive end Rashad Berry free agent defensive lineman Demetrius Taylor, all given indefinite suspensions. Rogers' bets included a $1,000 prop bet on the over-under for rushing yards gained by an unnamed Colts running back. You bet he won. Uh, not good. <laughs> That's put in the mail back. Not good. 
Also, former or I'm sorry, current Tennessee Titans offensive lineman Nicholas Petit Frere was suspended for six games for betting on non NFL sports while at the team facility. Of course, if he just crosses the street and goes to a gas station and places to bet, then that's fine. I mean, all these players should know the rules, and I can't wait to get your take on this. All the players should know the rules. But much like most rules in a lot of states, including the one we live in, New York State, which, if not for family, we'd be getting the hell out of here probably. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. A lot of the rules don't make sense. And they're full of hypocrisy and bureaucratic nonsense. And I would, it's frustrating and it's hypocritical, but yes, the players, they know the rules. They, I'm sure coaches and reps are drilling these rules into everybody's heads. They should know them. They shouldn't break them. Got a lot of thoughts on this, but I, I guess that's what jumps initially. It's like the, the hypocrisy because it's like the NFL for decades has been telling us that gambling is bad, awful, a sin, right? It's, you know, one way ticket to hell pretty much. And then, Oh, we can make billions of dollars off of this. And you are now blasted in the face with FanDuel and DraftKings and Caesars ads. And Hey, there's the Mannings and Hey, there's Charles Barkley. And it's, it's nonstop. I mean, cause they, they can make an unlimited amount of money off of these players, right? These are the players producing that money for you as a league. Uh, yet, what do you think is going to happen? When you make it that easy to just hit a button and place a bet, this is this is bound to happen. It's bound to, you know, put the public trust in question a, a, a little bit. That, that That's going to be a concern. People are going to wonder oh, if guys are betting on the over-under on uh, – their own teammates rushing yards is what I'm watching pure. The NFL had this problem back in the sixties with Paul Horning and Alex Karras and Pete Rosell suspended them a year right there. Cause he knew you know, the NFL was not the NFL. Then it was right there with baseball. It was just starting to get into the mainstream. So they, they knew it was important. Roselle knew it was important and suspended them right away. Two stars done. So yeah, the hypocrisy bothers me, Jim, and also the fact that you can't tell me that there aren't bigger names out there doing the same exact thing and that the league isn't hiding it, right? Because it's kind of a hobby. I mean, Isaiah, I get it. These guys need the money a little bit more than the Patrick Mahomeses and Josh Allens of the world. But even Isaiah Rogers' bets were in the $25 to $50 range per that ESPN report, right? So that, that just strikes me as like a it's kind of like a hobby. You're, you're bored on the road. You're just looking for something to do. It's easy to do. It's addictive. A lot of these players have addictive personalities by nature because they're in the NFL. It's part of what makes them great. Gambling is addictive. So I'm sure there's big names that the NFL is going to run across and it's an NFL investigation. I'm using air quotes, an NFL investigation that uncovers these suspensions I don't know, maybe I should take my tinfoil hat off, <laughs> but you you can't tell me there's not bigger names out there doing the same exact thing. And the NFL does not want us to hear those names. All right. I'm done talking. You go, Jim, our gambling expert on this podcast. 
So this is a good one. I think we need to take this slowly, though. So because there's a couple things we need to make sure that we're talking about the reasons why there's some this is becoming a huge deal. What I love that you just talked about was uh, Paul Horning. It goes back Shoeless Joe Jackson. It goes back to Pete Rose. So gambling has been going on in sports forever. Okay, just like marijuana was used by everybody forever before it was made legal. It's now just become legal. So this is so big and and it's so mind blowing to so many people. Gambling on sports has been going on forever. It's now legal. Simply put by the NFL, here's where I'm going to defend them a little bit, Tyler. They have the right, in my opinion, to do business with DraftKings, FanDuel, whoever they want to do business with. Take do all that partnership. They all we're, they're all in this together. Simply put, don't bet on if you play in the NFL, you are not allowed to gamble in the NFL. Done. That's it. And Tyler, just like marijuana, just like alcohol, in my opinion, the reason you're not allowed to place bets on even on other sports from a facility to them, that's just like drinking in the office or doing marijuana in the office. You're doing your addiction. You're not doing work. That would be my that would be my I don't know that for a fact, but that would be how they could possibly justify that. I'm, I'm throwing that one out there. That's that part. Now, let's go back to the player, what he did, Rodgers, betting on running backs, total carries, prop bets, $25. This is not about the amount of money. It's not about throwing. Rodgers has no effect on the over-under on carries of the running back for the Colts. That was a $1,000 prop bet, though. Okay. The issue is this. This is why they cannot bet on games. It's not about them throwing games. It's about them having knowledge of possibly that week in the game plan, so-and-so isn't going to get the carries. Hey, he's banged up. He's not going to get the carries. A defensive back might know that, and that's a way a defensive back saying, hey, I know he's not getting the carries. He might not even dress this week. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. And that is why get rid of it. They can't bet on games. Once again, it's not them throwing the game. He is simply betting on something he feels like he knows. He's not, you know, but that's not right. That's insider info. So those are all justified rules to me. And I, I back the, the NFL. It's it's okay to me. I, I, I feel like doing business with them is okay because it, everybody needs everybody in this. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's, not go, a little let's go to another part of this though. And this is the scary part, Tyler. There's there's two things I want to bring up that we aren't talking about. This is where it gets scary. Just like marijuana or just like drugs in general, drugs, alcohol, whatever an addiction is with gambling, it can affect your life personally and professionally. So it is another thing that these you do need to know now who are gamblers on the team, because if, are those guys stressed? Are those guys losing money? Are they out of control? Like that, that's what they're bringing to their life now that could be a distraction from them, you know, excelling at their profession. Um, that's the addiction part, the scary part of it. And it can ruin just like alcohol, drugs. It can ruin families, everything. So everybody needs to pay attention to it. Everybody needs educated on it in the building around who's whoever is around the players. 
Let, let's stay on the uh, sanctity of the of the game first. Then, mm-hmm. so wouldn't it be really easy for a player to have that inside knowledge on a game mm-hmm. plan, and then, okay, I'm not going to place the bet, but mm-hmm. I've got my boys mm-hmm. who they can place the bet legally, mm-hmm. and you yeah. just tell them, right, and you figure out a split. The NFL could never really monitor that ever. So this is perfect. So, right. Guy says, Hey, tells his boy, Hey, can you put, Hey, look, we're not, you're, you're talking about a quarterback or anybody on the team telling their friend or brother, somebody, Hey, trust me, we're not throwing the ball this week. Take the under in my past attempts. Um, so now let's take it the next step. So his boy is going to place the bet. Now, here's one thing you have to understand. Let's just use it. If it's an NFL quarterback, he doesn't need the money. All right. He's not betting. Like, I, I just can't imagine. If he's betting through a guy, that's fine. It's He's not betting more than a thousand bucks. It's not going to move the needle type thing. You know what I'm saying? Where they're going to get in trouble is, is if it's a backup player, a guy trying to make a big bet, and he's trying to get, say, a hundred grand on a game, where he has somebody in Vegas trying to get, you know, get that money. You, you know, that's going to have to that moves the needle. Now that's going to get looked into, and that's what I'm trying to say. That's going to get looked into. That's too easy of a paper trail, phone trail to get back to the player. They can't bet on NFL. They need to just stop. They need to get it out of their system. Like they, they really do. The players need to stop because this is all I'm bringing up all these examples of how they can try to do it. And they're still going to get caught. This problem is not going to go away. No, you can educate all 90 players on a roster this time of year, 53. Once the season starts all you want. I mean, Think, think about DUIs. These guys have every resource to get home from a bar and they're still DUIs. Like they're, you have Uber, you have Lyft. Teams employ people to literally be on call waiting for you to call them in that situation at 3 a.m. And it still happens. So more players will absolutely gamble, get caught. And th- this could, even if the NFL is hiding the bigger names, which let's hope they're not. I want to touch but, on that. I want to touch on that next. Yeah. Say you have another round and another round and another round, and this just keep, continues year to year to year. Uh, it, it's inevitably going to chip away at the purity of the sport, which is the biggest sport in the world. I mean, the, the NFL is exploding at an insane rate to the point where we can sit here and say there will be a division in Europe. There's going to be four teams out there at some point soon. I mean, it's it, it, it's blowing up. So, okay, you get a lot of money from partnering with a gambling site. I get it. A ton of money. And then we can't even wrap our heads around figure. I, I can't even throw anything out there right now. But is it worth the danger of reputation? of the reputation taking a hit as this continues on and on and on and on. Is the money worth it? Yeah, I don't think it's going to – I don't think anything's going to stop this train. I don't think gambling is going to stop it. I think it's going to be okay. 
But I want to talk about those big names. I agree with you. Isn't it funny that the biggest names we know about kind of publicly who gamble, Phil Mickelson, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, pretty sure they're the top of their sport. And what do we know about gambling? It's the competitive. You talked about it earlier. It's the competitive stuff. I saw Shady McCoy and Percy Harvin in practice having a interesting, we talked about before on the pod, gambling over who had more Hall of Famers from the state of Virginia versus the state of Pennsylvania. In, in 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 Canton in the NFL. That's right. I mean, tell it again. It was a long time ago. No, it was, but it was just a basic. They just they were having a heated debate on it, and they Shady called me over. It was during a special teams little thing, kind of a laid back type um, practice was getting ready, quick walkthrough type thing. And uh, I, I had my Shady wanted me to look it up quick, so I just you know checked and Pennsylvania won, and Shady's like boom and said that that was an easy whatever amount of money he said. I won't say it. But point being, it that's just a little friendly wager. But that's a competitive. That's how when you compete, to really compete, put your money where your mouth is. Cliche, but true. And and that's how they do. Hey, if you're going to talk about it, let's put our money on it. So that competitive that competitive part of gambling is there. And yes, do I think big names are gambling on games? Yes. C- could it be Patrick Mahomes betting on? The Bengals versus the Bills, yeah. He hasn't. It doesn't. Who cares? But no, it, just get it. Be done with it. Like yes, he's right. It does not matter. He should be allowed to bet on a Bengals Bills football game. But by rule, NFL, you're done. Stop betting on the NFL and let's keep this thing moving forward. I, I maybe I just sound like a prude. Right. I don't gamble that much. When I do, I usually lose and it's 25 bucks and I, you know, put my tail between my legs and delete the app and say a few Hail Marys. <laughs> and, and then I'm back a few months later to, to lose another 20 bucks. So I don't really do it regularly. I'm not admittedly that knowledgeable about gambling. We, we've talked about it. Like if you're in, you've got to be in. Like, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's and, um, and that's the point. It's a different that's world. You can they can have fun. They can bet on their on their college football alma mater. You know they can. I mean, I what's the big deal? I don't know though. I just I think it is. I think it can be a big deal. I think it could absolutely. But, then, but Tyler, that's just like telling somebody that that's like telling them they're not allowed to drink or do marijuana. That you know, I, I just. I feel like that's what you're trying to tell somebody that can't bet on an NBA basketball game. The analogy I think of is like an NFL fan that loves the sport, loves the league, loves their team. And what does the league do in return? Just start sleeping around, cheating on you. It just, it just kind of cheapens the relationship. If you don't really trust what the league is doing and and maybe you have nothing to worry about, right? Maybe, maybe the NFL, you know, your significant other here is just going out, hanging out with friends. And when it, when it comes to bar clothes on the road, they're just going home and there's nothing to worry about, but you're a little concerned still. You're still a little worried. There's a little flirtation there and there's some red flags and even the perception of 
what it what could be happening is going to do damage. If you even think what you're seeing could be tainted, hell, that's a problem. I mean, we okay. it's not me being conspiracist. Look at Tim Donahue in the NBA. And I mean, it it, ha- it happens Tyler, at high level. It that is my point. It has been going on forever. There has been, but it's easier than ever, Jim. It's easier than ever. And more people. As can, we're talking here, I could pull up the app and just lose thousands of dollars. That's, but that's not the point. It's just it's easy to get alcohol too. It's it's what you're worried about is the integrity of the game. And that's and I, I don't think that is going to I think that's going to be OK. I don't think it's going to I don't think players are going to mess around. I do worry about officials. Good point. That's the only reason I'm saying that, Tyler. You brought it up. There is a history of officials who have been caught. So, you know. And the, and the rule book in the NFL is not as cut and dry as the NBA, especially now. I mean, so much of any given play is subjective. Look at how the Super Bowl was won. A different official could just let that go easily. And the outcome's completely different. So, but but once again, I same as the Super Bowl before like, Logan Wilson, Cincinnati Bengals. It's but this is something that has been going on forever, and you know, and unfortunately, if you get caught, you get if it happens and you get caught, you know. But it's happened before. College football, I worry about it at every level. Where it's really getting scary, Tyler, is college baseball has become real popular to bet on. The World Series was electric. And this is kind of a downtime of year. So that became a real fun thing for people to dive in on this time of year and watch on TV and have fun with it. But those, yeah, those guys, that scares me. I mean, but you always have to remember this too. Any kind of big bet that will get made is going to get flagged. It's going to get checked into. So it's going to be hard to move that. Like, it's going to be hard to make some incredible for some player for, you know what I'm saying? Like it's going to, it's hard to move the needle to even get caught. So like, as far as if a receiver or if a quarterback, just, let's just use a, a, any NFL quarterback. I won't use names. Cause that always gets you in trouble. Any NFL quarterback wants to tell his, his best friend from college that hey man do me a favor you know put 10 grand you know i'll give you you know i'll give you 80 percent of you know i'll give you i mean i'll give you 20 percent of it just put 10 grand on so and so just because they like to gamble and they, it goes back to college for them it could be that innocent but it could be on it could be on his team hey take us this week man just do it we're gonna roll and that could just be a fun thing that they do that they have a history of no harm done. That bet gets placed ten thousand. That doesn't get looked at. Now, if they go in with a hundred grand, like I said before, that's getting flagged, and you're getting caught. Ten grand, still a lot of money. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers, but I think he cut off his best friend from college. That was one of the uh, members of his life that was eliminated at that point. <laughs> See, we almost we we were we almost made it through. <laughs> almost. Almost got through a pod without mentioning his name. 
But okay. you are right. One thing you're right about, Tyler, that where it can, you're bringing another, another addiction has become easier to become addicted to. There it is. So to your point, you're going to have more players. And, and I want to bring that up about the stress part of losing money. It, it is it is very it is not a fun thing to go through in college because a lot of times you're gambling money you don't have. It, it's just even I, I'm just telling you it can go bad. It can go bad for a lot of people. So the ease, the ease. I mean, you mentioned Agreed. marijuana. Well, you know. 10 years ago, it's not like you just walked to the end of your yard, saw your neighbor and they're no. showing you, you know, the marijuana grown in their yard. Like it's uh, whatever the vice is for anybody out there. Right. If you make it this easy, we're literally losing that much money is as easy as refreshing your Instagram page. <laughs> That's kind of horrifying. Uh, and that kind of leads me to this final point that I want to ask you about too. Does the NFL have a moral responsibility here? I mean, lives are being ruined, right? I mean, this isn't something that you're going to hear a lot of people talk about or write about because so many people mm. are now owned by these gambling apps and gambling sites. And, you know, it's just, it's just not going to be discussed. But families are being ruined. Lives are being ruined. Um, bank accounts are being just completely gutted all on something that the NFL, the NBA, all these sports, it's not just the NFL, all these have, have made easy, legal, it's streamlined. Oh, man. To get into that business, it's uh, – I mean, I guess another analogy, it's like, it's like drug dealing, right? I mean – I. <laughs> Kind of like high stakes drug dealers here for, no, for everybody. The best way I could say it's it's the Budweiser. I always use Budweiser. I mean, it's the you know it's always just it, it's. You put the disclaimer right. You warn people all you alcohol, want. You have the num- the phone numbers to call. All that that gets you off the hook. But still, selling alcohol at the stadium and then arresting yeah, them at yeah. the stadium. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's that's a good point, Jim. Yeah, the, the the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs. I think it was it was this week. They opened. Um, I'm not sure if it was a DraftKings. I think it was a DraftKings sports book. I'm not sure, but beautiful. But at the stadium, beautiful, packed, looked awesome. People having blasts, gambling, watching games, gambling. That's another I don't rule know what to, that they, I guess these players have to I'm follow. They can't is, go into a sports book when there's sports books in their own stadiums. So I guess at this point, that's all I can say is treat it like that. It's marijuana. It's alcohol. Yes, it can ruin everything. At the same time, know the rule. Don't bet on the NFL. The NFL has to be hardcore on it. Whatever they come up with punishment-wise, it's got to be life with ability to – get reinstated but you you have to make it that serious it's just a it's done like just done flat line that's why in a roundabout way jim i think if a big name did come across the peripheral of this nfl investigation i think it actually behooved the nfl to go in go hard make an example of that guy like i think the, the first inclination would be Oh my God, 
cover it up. Nobody saw this paper shredder. Get rid of it. Right. When, when really in the long run, I, you know, we're playing in hypotheticals here, but if the NFL did come across a high profile player, a quarterback, an all pro, an MVP, something, I think it'd be great in the long run for them to call it out, suspend that player and really make an example because all these guys getting suspended. It's, it's news, but it's not, it's not really moving the needle, right? It's, it's, it's not really earth shattering. Um, and nothing's, but that could, that really could make people change. Like if the whole NFL world, if all the players saw, right, you don't want to use names for this example, but don't picture whatever name in your mind, listeners get suspended like indefinitely. I mean, that could be that hard line in the concrete that, that the NFL needs for this thing to be legitimate and okay to do moving forward. Because I, you made great points, Jim, Jim. And I, and I do agree with you at the end of the day because personal responsibility, right? We live in America. It's a free country. Like here we are, right? July 4th weekend. It's, it's what makes this the greatest country on the face of the earth is that, that, that liberty and freedom to sink or swim. That, I mean, that's why I, I love running my own business. Like when I did it, it's, it's invigorating every day because I want to build this thing up and I want people to subscribe and our family depends on it. And it's that adrenaline rush is, is awesome. And you don't, you, you don't get that in a lot of jobs in a lot of countries. So I, I, that, that risk reward that we all have in our day-to-day lives is, is special. So um, yeah, at the end of the day, people, Hey, you know, when it comes down to just the everyday person, not just players, like be, better be responsible, man. Like just, and control yourselves and because it's easier than ever to fall into that trap and just uh as you said don't don't have the 15 beers at the stadium and drive home don't place the tens and tens and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars bets on a hunch it's you mix think i'm that's a good point too though just thinking about the drinking at a stadium you combine and that's always been a lifelong thing too it's it, you combine the drunk guy that lost the bet, Ooh. and 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 the fan that the fan that got drunk and pulled his phone out and made a careless, like angry drunk bet. Like I don't care if they're down, whatever. They're gonna come back. I'm putting this. I'm. That's where this addiction can just take and, and ruin a lot of things. So yeah, it, this thing is big. I'm not trying to make light of it. I just feel like. The game itself, this has always been happening. Gambling has always been happening. It's now just publicly known legally, just like marijuana. I'll have you know, after my rough little stretch there with the NBA playoffs, Jim, I, uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm retired officially. I'm, I'm out. Do it. Do it when you have an itch. I, I think I was just thinking the other day, you know, use this 20 bucks and just buy a book and learn something and it's it's a lot more boring you don't get that rush that you might get placing a bet but you know i'm 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 a bald middle-aged man at this point who looks forward to mowing the lawn when it rains so i'm okay with that existence i really am but but does does a 25 dollar bet on a on a sunday afternoon after say you mow the lawn in the morning you get to watch a little football and you win a little money. That's pretty good feeling too. You could, you could take that lawnmower. See, this is the gambler me. 
how great it feels to mow the lawn, and then you hit a bet right after that. Now, mm. now you have this great to pull. You got to pull the weeds. You got to water the plants. Don't gamble. That's the story. Don't do it. <laughs> now that everybody knows I'm a square. Yeah. No. I need the yes. NFL. I need them to. I need to. I need that law in my life right now. Don't bet. Well, usually it's Bluey on our TV or, you know, Gumby. We got the kids into Gumby, which is great. That's what I loved as a kid. So Ella's all about Gumby, which is amazing. Yeah. Claymation blows their minds. Better than a lot of the other filth out there, right? It's it's hit or miss. No Cocoa Melon in your household, right? No Cocoa Melon. No. No no Blippi. Good. Good, good, good. All right. Thank you, everyone. We're listening. I don't want to cut you off, Jim. Was there anything else? That you no, no, to that was it. I appreciate it. That was, I just wanted to make sure we touched on this gambling stuff, why it's kind of big right now. Yeah, good heartwarming topic. On a, on a holiday. <laughs> on the holiday. Why not? Yeah, we'll get into uh, the actual teams and players and uh, very, very soon. Carlton Davis profile will run at golongtd.com this week for my trip to Tampa. Jim, he was phenomenal. He didn't hold back. His upbringing in Miami Gardens was wild. Speaking of gambling, whew, the lead of this story, I think people enjoy. He uh, played youth football down there, and the gambling in South Florida for youth football was out of this world. And because here's the thing that's so scary about that. That's not on an app. Nope. That's, in the, that's in the books. And people are shot. In the aftermath. Exactly. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we, we talked a lot about Tampa Bay. And, you know, this is a team that just about everybody with an opinion is writing off this season. Well, Carlton had some thoughts on that front. So check it out. And like I said, we're going to mostly be at least over at the newsletter with the, the written word. I'll be taking a lot of time this month to report, to write, uh, drop those season preview stories in August. As always, Fatty Beer fueling us up. The best. Get on into downtown Wurlitzer, Kenmore, Orchard Park, Hamburg, Rochester, Columbus. Nick, Chris, the gang had everything that you could possibly need. Fatty Beer Company. And we'll be there live very, very soon, Jim. Thanks for doing this remotely over the holiday weekend. 